my brother, Rabbi Mendel Levin, gave a phenomenal class about this, um, about Purim Katan, um, from a Sicha, and there was talk in uh, Purim, Purim Katan, in 1957, and uh, I wanted to share with you um, from the Sicha, it's amazing, amazing uh, talk, uh, it's on page um, 175 in the PDF I sent. The basic point um, that this Fabrengen is based on is the, um, is the obligation to celebrate Purim Katan. We know we have to celebrate Purim. And when there's two others, there's another Purim. And it's called Small Purim. So the question is, how do you look at Small Purim? How, what's your obligation in celebrating the small part? And when there's, when there's only one other, we have two days of Purim. We have Purim here and Purim in Jerusalem. Although we don't celebrate Purim in Jerusalem, but we do celebrate it a little bit. Even though we're not in Jerusalem, we celebrate it a little bit. The question is, how do you look at Purim, Katan, the small Purim, the miniature Purim, and the small Shushan Purim, Shushan Purim Katan? It seems like the most minor, minor holiday. And from this minor, minor holiday, the Rebbe derives a major, major point in life. Um, let's go right to it. In Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah brings two opinions. The Ramah brings so the Ramah brings two opinions about whether or not you have to celebrate um, Purim Katan. And he concludes that you should have at least a little bit more, uh, a little more of a festive meal on miniature Purim in order to fulfill the opinion of those who, are, who say that you should. And he concludes, a good heart is always feasting. That's a, those are the last words of the Code of Jewish Law. In them gufas and France fe days. See does gate of Yudal Badarishan Purm Cotton, Dafkit Tesvav Shushan Purm Cotton. There are two opinions. Does this only apply to miniature Purim? Or does it also apply to miniature Shushan Purim? From Lashan Ramah Vaist Eis via Dissate Day. The language of the Ramah indicates that he sides with the second opinion. Because the Ramah says a good heart is always feasting. Since he says the word always, that indicates that. Wherever there is a reason to celebrate, you should do it. So, although he doesn't explicitly say you have to celebrate the miniature Shushan Purim, since he says you should, a good heart's always feasting, that means that if you're good-hearted, you're going to, whenever there's a reason to be happy, you have a reason to celebrate, you're going to make a celebration. Like my friend uh, Rabbi Yisrael was by the Rebbe, you know the story, he was by the Rebbe, and he just was dancing and singing in front of the Rebbe, and it was a regular no, non-holiday, and that was at him good yontif. There's a reason to celebrate it, and he made it into yontif. Okay. Is Beshasman Fitzach Firm Dan Hogger, as Mendensis Narada Episadeo of them in Infancy, when the Machmerzain, Vemendurchtam Zukumans, there was a state in Possek Vatilum Shatamid. If you act in this way, then whenever there is a reason to celebrate, you say, okay, I gotta celebrate. This is how you will achieve to reach what this verse is telling us. A good heart is always feasting. So there's something um, spiritual, something 
fundamental that this verse is telling us and blessing us with. And the way to get there is to always be happy. And you'll, you'll always be happy, then you'll achieve what this verse wants you to achieve, wants you to be blessed with. What does this verse mean? What does it mean a good heart is always feasting? So the Gemara says this, this verse is talking about someone who has a broad mind. And Rashi says this means someone who is happy with their lot. We have to say that both of these explanations are connected. The first explanation, those, the one who has a broad mind, and Rashi who says it means someone who's happy with their lot. So what makes you happy with what, you're, with what you have? What makes you happy is having a broad mind, having a um, small, na- narrow tunnel vision is going to prevent you from always being happy. And having a broad mind, a broad perspective, that will make you happy. In Flugas, it would seem that happiness is as the um, root of the word happy is happen. It has to do with things that happen to you. It, it seems like if Hashem takes care of you with kindness, you're going to be happy. If He doesn't take care of you with kindness, you're not going to be happy. You'll, you'll worry. That's what it would seem. However, since the Gemara says a good heart is always feasting, it, it, that, and who is this good-hearted person? Someone who has a broad mind. That means that if you have a broad mind, doesn't matter what's happening, you're always going to be happy. If you, uh, yeah, no matter what's happening, no matter what happen, what's happening, it doesn't affect your happiness. In Hebrew... The word for happiness is simcha. The Zohar says the word simcha has the same letters as machshava, as thought. Bisimcha, being happy, has the same letters as thought. So it has to do with your broad mind. That's what causes you to be happy. So let's analyze the difference between a broad mind and a small mind. And why does a broad mind specifically bring you to happiness? So in this first thing, to understand what a broad mind is, let's look at a reference in our prayers for what small mindedness is. There's a teaching from the Alt Rebbe that Rebbe Marash shared. The needs of your people are many, and their mind is narrow. Their mind is small. Their mind is, their mind is they're, they're small-minded and they have lots of needs. But said the Alter Rebbe, Why do your people have so many needs? Because their mind is so narrow. Their mind is, they have such a, they're so small-minded. That's why they have so, so many needs. But if they had more of a broad mind, they wouldn't have so many needs. So now we understand the Gemara. The Gemara says if you have a broad mind, you're happy. Because if you have a broad mind, you don't, you're not missing anything. You have what you need. So what makes you, have, what makes you missing things is small-mindedness. If you have a broad mind, you're not going to be missing anything. 
What does that mean? So, the Rebbe is going to give two um, ways of understanding this. One way is this. Chassidus emphasizes how Hashem is the one who provides all of our needs, takes care of our sustenance, our livelihood, and um, all that we're empowered by Hashem to do um, is to just make a vessel for His blessings. We don't, we can't increase one cent more than what we're meant to earn, and we can't um, lose a cent more than Hashem wants us to earn. All we're supposed to do is just make a vessel for Hashem's blessings. When a person um, is really unhappy with um, what he has, and he's and he's and he's looking for more 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 extravagant lifestyle, so what happens is, is he starts he starts to scheme, and because he starts to scheme, he starts interfering with Hashem's business, meaning. He is not anymore just making a vessel for Hashem's blessings, but he is. And, and by the way, this is not um, something like you know. Think of scheming. You're thinking of like 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 Haman. This is a very common natural thing that that we all experience because um, our alignment is to gravitate towards the physical. Hashem put us in, in bodies with an animal soul, and the animal soul wants things. So. Our alignment would naturally bring us to scheme, to earn more money, to, 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 to question, and to, uh, to, to do stuff, to, to get more. So when you enter Hashem's arena, and you try to earn more money, instead of just making a vessel for Hashem's blessings, so it actually, Chas Hashem, takes away Hashem's blessings. So what causes you to have more needs, it's by, by, by what causes you to, ha- to be more needy, First of all, it's 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 number one is that you're you're looking to get more things, and therefore you're scheming, and therefore you're you're, you're losing more blessings in the process because you're um, in in the effort in, in, when you lose trust in Hashem and you focus instead of your efforts, so then you you're 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 mess, it's, not, it's not a good vessel for Hashem's blessings. Trust in Hashem is a good vessel for Hashem's blessings. Scheming is not. So so it's so you end up needing more, and. Um, what, what, what the root of that is, the root of this is, is that you, why is a person scheme and not feel happy and, and want to live a more extravagant lifestyle? It's because they have a, a small mind and, they, and they're looking at themselves and they don't realize who they are. The, the, and elsewhere, says talks about how a, um, a simple villager will not think that he is the one who is supposed to take the uh, princess's hand in marriage. One, one enter his mind that that's that's, some, that's something in his ballpark because because he's just a simple villager. Why would he be? Why would the king consider him as a suitor for his daughter? In a similar way, this says that if we were to realize our true spiritual state, we would realize that we're undeserving of this extravagant, uh, huge blessing that we that we want. Instead, we would realize that whatever we do receive is an infinite kindness of Hashem. And if we realize infinite kindness of Hashem, the number one, we stop scheming, and we, we stop. We stop looking at things that don't belong in our lives. We learned this in last year. Remember about this, the snake. The snake is the richest creature, says the Talmud. Why is the snake the richest creature? Because it, ha- it eats dust, has plenty of dust. And yet the snake is always sad. Why is the snake always sad? Because it's afraid of what's going to happen when it finishes all the dust, when it finishes all the earth. It's going to eat up the whole earth. I mean, nothing left to eat. So the snake is always sad. So we could, uh, we could end up being like that snake, Chas uh, and looking at, and, and we want to get this, we want to get that, and we think that's going to make us happy, 
So the, so the first teaching, the first explanation that I was going to say is that, is that um, realize who you are and be, and, and, and be happy with the kindness of Hashem. By realizing your true spiritual state, who you are, that will make you happy. That will make you happy that, that you're, you realize Hashem is giving you kindness. Instead of feeling, I don't have this, I don't have that, you feel like, wow, I have so much. I don't deserve all this. And this humility actually brings you happiness. And second thing that I was going to say is that just the fact that we're um, driven to um, uh, go after the physical is also a small-minded perspective. There's so much more in life than, than the physical. So, so the first explanation was saying that if you're, if you're going to go after extravagances, it's going to, it's going to mess up the divine flow. And therefore, it's going to mess up your finances. And, you're, and, so it, and it all starts with you, you estimating yourself as being someone, someone else than you are. The second thing that Rebbe says is, the second explanation is that the, the whole attitude that, we need to, that, that, we're, that we're focused on the physical is a small-minded thing. There's so much more out there. There's, there's terror, there's mitzvahs. And the physical is just a means to an end. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not an end to itself. It's not, it's not what life is about. So, so the very, when it says in the, in the prayer, your people's needs are great and their mind is small, because their mind is small, that's why they're concentrating on all the things that they need. So, so let's, 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 and, and, and yet, um, the Torah instructs us to have a broader mind, to think instead of what the real meaning of, is of the physical out. It's only meant to be something that's a conduit to create more spirituality. And when you have that, so even if sometimes you mess up, Hashem will still give you uh, all that you need because a, a broad mind is always feasting. Hashem gives a person beyond... Um, uh, what they deserve, and therefore, if we try to have a broad mind most of the time, and sometimes we fall, Hashem will still provide for us all the time because having a good heart, having a broad mind, will, in general, will give us the blessing to always feast, to always have what we need. But let's read inside the Rebbe's words. In them, as for us, in this constant explanation, why is it that, as Alt Rebbe says, their small mindedness creates their many needs? There are two points. Here's point number one. Aleph, Mumailizman Al Pure Mashbiyadam mentioned Alinyan of Asardarf. Hashem most of the time gives a person all the things that they need. When a person is obsessed with trying to get extravagant things, Kandam will sign as Nit Nor Vasarvitnit Apa Kumani Mesris, nor Vetferlian, Hasashom, Ikdashbom, Maila, and Dizakam Vasar Muzabin. Not only will he not get the extravagances, but Chas Hashem, he will also lose the things that he must have. Next column, as says, earning a livelihood is making a vessel for God's blessings a channel, a garment for God's blessings. So how do garments work? Hashem doesn't want you to, um, Hashem doesn't want to shock the world and, and, and give you manna bread from heaven every day. He wants to have a garment so that it doesn't appear miraculous. So you're making a garment for God's blessings. So garments have to fit what they contain. If you have pants which are too long, you're going to trip. In a similar way, if the if you're if you're trying to if you focus too much on the vessel for God's blessings, on the means to through which you're earning God's blessing, you're focusing more on, on the how you're getting the money, 
Not only is that gonna not gonna help, on the contrary, it's gonna you're making a bigger you're, you're focusing too much on the on the um, vessel. You're wearing pants which are too big, and therefore it's gonna actually um, mess up the, the divine flow. Tzamaqsedek has a discourse about this on the verse, shave her head and cut her nails. And he explains that hair comes from the mind, it's just from the moisture, from the, from the uh, uh, excessive parts of the mind, which means excessive thinking. When a person is scheming to try to earn more money because he, he's, he wants to have more extravagances in his life, more trivial things in his life, not only does it not help, but actually takes away the things he must have, things which, which are actually critical, are, are, are messed up by his, by his trying to, to by, by his scheming, trying to get more. From them, why does he have this attitude that he has to have all these extravagances? It's because his mind is small. He doesn't properly assess who he is. He thinks he deserves everything. Everything he must have. And therefore he is obsessed with it because this is what he's supposed to have. He's thinking like that Maserati is something he has to have because he looks at himself as you know, the greatest tzaddik and therefore the greatest tzaddik deserves Maserati, and uh, right, okay. So, so that's how because he looks at himself um, as as so virtuous. Therefore, he expects, and he t- he's like the snake. He expects to get more, and it's, it's just not enough. But when he has a more broader mind, shots that are then he has a more accurate assessment of who he is. He feels whatever Hashem gives him is actually because of Hashem's, because of Hashem's kindness. And therefore, he doesn't complain and he's not obsessed with getting more. He knows whatever he's getting is only because of God's kindness. So that's the first meaning of their minds are small and their needs are great. Because he has an inaccurate assessment of who he is, because he has a small mind, therefore he thinks of himself as bigger than he really is, therefore he expects more, and his expectancy of more causes him to scheme, and inevitably causes his needs to become many more, more than he actually actually loses things because of this, and therefore his needs are, are increased, he actually loses things. Second explanation. When a person has a broad mind, so then the physicality is not so important to him. Because physicality is, is, is just a limited thing. Physicality is, is small, it's limited. And someone who has a broad mind, the physical doesn't make a difference. Came at theft. What he is interested in, what he's obsessed with it is, what he's excited about, what he's passionate about, is terimitzis. Terimitzis are not mugbul. Terimitzis aren't limited in the limitation of the world, and it's not. Li- and aren't even limited 
according to the limitation of the higher worlds. Terim mitzvahs are the true, real, infinite thing. And that's the only thing that matters to him. So because he has such a broad mind, he doesn't think about the physicality, and they don't matter to him. Because someone who has a broad mind thinks about spirituality. And he looks at the physical as a means to do termitzvahs. As Maimonides says, why did the sages want Mashiach? They didn't want Mashiach so that they should um, be people of leisure. They wanted Mashiach, they wanted all the blessings of the abundance of the time of Mashiach, in order they should be able to be focused on all of on Hashem's words, on Terimitzvahs, and things that, that, that they really cared about. That's a broad mind, yeah. A broad mind means that you look at the physicality and say, oh, it's, it, what is this for? It's for something, it's not, it's not about this, it's, 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 this is not what life is about, it's about spirituality. There was um, a rabbi who, uh, Reb mentioned the story here, there's a rabbi who um, could have been a rabbi, but he decided instead of becoming a rabbi, he wanted to become a businessman. And he got really to his business. And the previous Reb wrote him a letter and said, man does not live on bread alone, man lives on the word of Hashem. The reason why your body is hungry is because your neshama is yearning for the spark of Hashem in the food. Man doesn't live with the physical bread, it's a spiritual energy in the bread. And that's what causes your body, why does your body get hungry? hungry because your neshama is hungry from the spark of Hashem in the food. So it comes out that the main thing is the godliness, which is in this physical thing, not the physical thing itself. And so that's the meaning of your people's needs are great and they're, they're small-minded, that because they have such a small mind, because they're so small-minded, the physicality is important to them. And because of this, they have many needs. But when, in other words, why are they thinking about all these, why do they have all these many needs? It's because um, they're small-minded and they're looking at the physical. Because they're looking at the physical, so that's the second explanation, because they're looking at the physical, because they care about the physical, they have, because they have such a small mind, that's why they're, they're um, looking out for... Um, um, getting more and more of it. When a person has a broad mind, then the physicality doesn't matter to him, and he's always happy. A good heart is always feasting. A good heart means someone has a broad mind realizes this doesn't matter. So I, so I don't have this. I don't have that. It doesn't matter because he realizes this isn't this is meaningless anyways. So okay. So now we have a picture of what small minded is and what. Broad-minded is, and why a broad-minded person is always feasting? Because a broad-minded person realizes that when he's missing this or that, it doesn't matter. But our, but our davening is, is more than that. We say to Hashem, yes, we're small-minded, but we have many needs anyways. And we ask Hashem to give us our many needs despite the fact that we have a, a broad mind. We have a small mind. It says in the Torah, a tzaddik falls seven times and then rises again. Even a tzaddik is not always consistent. Someone who is um, not a tzaddik, how much more so, that he's not always on his game. And he could lose his broad-mindedness and he could get, he could get confused. And he could, could get confused, number one, that he cares about the physical. Number two, that he um, doesn't recognize who he is and then he, starts ask, he starts looking for extravagant things that don't really belong in his life. And this is our request that even when we have a small mind, even that even when we have lost our our perspective of what really should matter, nevertheless we shouldn't miss anything. Although 
although we, we have lost perspective and we're off our game and we're looking at the wrong things, we still say to Hashem, nevertheless, we ask Hashem, please help us anyways. And the divine flow, the Rebbe says, is through having a, a broad mind. When a person in general has a broad mind, so then Hashem gives him everything he needs and even if he falls down and he starts like getting, getting, getting confused about he wants this, he wants that, Nevertheless, Hashem still gives him what he needs. Um, and that's what the Gemara means when it says, a good heart is always feasting, a person with a broad mind is always feasting, as, as long as in general he has this broad mind, that causes a divine flow. His, his, not, um, his lack of interest in the physical, and that actually co- what causes the divine flow. There was a mention this here, Elsewhere talks about how an um, empty cup uh, can hold things. So because he's not interested in the physical, that's what actually brings the bracha for the physical. So, so if he's in general in that has that attitude, Hashem gives him all of his needs, and automatically, as the verse says, a good heart is always feasting, that always, even when he falls down, he's still, and he has small mindedness, nevertheless, he, he, even then, he's still going to have a good heart, he's still going to be able to celebrate, because Hashem will still provide his needs, even then, when he falls off his game. Apply to other things, not just physical material, but like health or other. I mean, why is it only focused on material things here, not on person can have a small mind because not just because he's not making wants more money. There's other things. I, I mean, does it apply to everything? I, I, I think I think it's a very good question. I think all of our physical resources, even things which are which are uh, uh, more important than. Uh, are all our physical resources are impacted by our perspective on them, and the Eibushter gives Yin Gashmis. The Alter Rebbe says Yin make from Gashmis Ruchnius. So, so the purpose of all the blessings of Hashem is to create spirituality, hundred percent. But directly to your question. Um, the more, the more that we are, uh, some people think that by, that, that by showing the Abisha, they're not happy with what they have. They're gonna, like, they have a picket sign on their face, like, you know, I'm not happy, and they're going to cause things to, to cause divine flow that way. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but that says opposite of intelligence, the opposite of this, the contrary, by, by, by saying Gamzul Teva, by saying Hashem, this is also good, that also, that's what causes it to uh, divine flow. That kind of flow you probably don't want. L'chaim. Yeah.